My name is Lincoln. Thanks for joining me once again. You're listening to That's the Truth. Coming right up is the audio recording of one of our live stream services from the House of God here in Montreal. You can watch the video recording on our Facebook page, Linked with God. That's L-I-N-K-E-D, with God. Or you can head on over to our YouTube channel, That's the Truth. If you have trouble finding that page, go to youtube.com, enter That's the Truth in the search bar, click on the filter button, which you'll see a little lower to the left of the search bar, then click on the channel button where you'll see the Bible icon that identifies our channel, That's the Truth, and that should appear right on top of the list. Click on the Bible icon where you'll then have access to all of our teachings on video. Please share these links with your friends and family so they too can be blessed with the Word of God as you are receiving it right now. This is how you can help me preach the gospel of Christ, salvation for this generation. Well, let's get right to it. Get your Bibles. There's a lot to read because God has a lot to say to us. Directly from the Word of God, you're listening to That's the Truth. All right. He all right? Everything? Someone say everything. Put your hands together and let's rejoice. Amen as our brother and sister plays for us. Get us into that praising worship mode. Hallelujah. Be all right. Be all right. Be all right. some of the things all right praise God amen not just one or two things all right praise God I thank God today we can give God the glory God gets the glory for that praise God because if you ask any politician or a scientist or anybody that's in this world well there's some things you know or a lot of things need our help or need to be changed or change the policy but thank God today praise God not every not only is everything all right praise God but what I have in my hands Praise God. What has emanated, what has been spoken by the mouth of God, praise God. Not only do I live by it, hallelujah, it just, it, it, it conf- it's my confirmation, praise God, that as I attach myself to it, it's my confirmation that everything is all right. Praise God. Hallelujah. We read that scripture last week that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Praise God. And I thank God. Every word, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want every step. Uh, amen. The steps of a good man are ordered. Praise God. Hallelujah. I thank God for that. Amen. Whatever my hands touch, they are blessed. Praise God. Amen. The devil doesn't have any, any say in the matter. 
Praise God, because I'm not going by what he thinks or what his directives are. I'm going by what God has said, and it's according to his plan, which has been established before the foundations of this world. And I thank God today, praise God, when I read, hallelujah, what's in my hands. And not just read it, but when I put it to work, when I become a doer, hallelujah, praise God. Someone say do. Someone say I do, praise God. I am a doer, praise God, of that word. Praise God, shall be justified. Amen. Not just not the hearers, but the doers. And I thank God for today. Praise God. Praise God for that blessing that the faith, I mean, faith cometh by hearing. Praise God. You know, when my faith comes by hearing the word of God, well, when it comes time to do the word of God, I'm already in that, amen, I'm in, I'm in that mindset. I'm in that mood. I'm in that, I'm within, the, within God's will because that's what I've been hearing. Amen. So when it comes time to do it, it's very familiar to me. Praise God. Amen. Oh, yeah, I remember reading that. Praise God. You ever get that feeling? Even if you were to go by feelings, you're reading the scripture, you're in you know, a book you haven't read for a while, like Leviticus or the book of Joel or Amos, you know, or even if it's New Testament, you know, you read and say, oh, I remember reading that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Sometimes we're not just reading, we're meditating. Amen. And then the spirit of God just drops something into your soul, into my soul. Say, oh yeah. Praise God. I have a wife. Amen. My, my Proverbs 31 wife. Amen. She does that. She was, you know, oh, okay. When I go home and read your comments, oh yeah, there's a verse. Because some of you posted comments on our Facebook page and YouTube page, which I've read, but it didn't come to my mind to say, oh yeah, sister, amen, exhorts or comforts or edifies, amen, or brother leaves a verse, praise God, and my wife is there to remind, and I remind my wife, praise God, amen, of things that we read, I'll get a text, praise God, amen, from somebody with a Bible verse, hallelujah, praise God, last week I was saying, some of it's like ammunition, remember Romans 8, 37, amen, nay, and all these things, uh, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us, praise God, hallelujah, my ultimate weapon, this is what we're looking at this week, amen, how to, how to, how to, uh, how to, um, I got to get the English, amen, how to face the devil, how to deal with the devil, there we go, in English, in French, faire face au diable, you know, it's like a showdown, amen, with the devil, praise God, in, in English, we're learning how to deal with the devil, this is my ultimate weapon, it is written, Amen. Jesus said, I can call down some angels, but you know what? It is written, and you're going to flee. It is written, you are defeated. It is written, you don't stand a chance. Amen. I don't mind the angels. Jesus said, I can call down. Amen. We looked at the math, and we're going to read the scriptures this week. Praise God. A few thousand angels, but, amen, I have the word of God. Amen. That, that, that sword of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And I'm going to poke the devil. I'm going to give the devil a hard time. It is written. It is written. It is written. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's read. Book of Isaiah, chapter 12, verse 3. Therefore with joy shall we draw water from the wells of salvation. I quote that scripture often. That's the third verse. I'm going to spend a little time before we get ready to pray in verse 4. And in that day, the day when? The day when you're drawing water. Amen. You got a bucket and it's empty. Well, it's going to be another day. It won't be that day unless you get yourself to the well. I'm at the well. Someone say, I'm at the well. Amen. I'm where I can draw. I'm where I can receive. I'm where the Spirit of the Lord can drop something in my spirit, in my heart, in my mind, in my soul. Praise God. And that I can be blessed with receiving from God today. I'm there. Hallelujah. I'm not running around. And in that day shall ye say, Praise God. So if you're there, you got water in your bucket, say it. Praise ye the Lord. 
Amen. In that day you shall praise the Lord. In that day you shall call upon his name. In that day you shall declare his doings among the people. In that day you shall make mention that his name is to be exalted. Hallelujah. His name is, we're going to exalt that name, praise God. And just to be clear from the start, Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. A few days ago, we put up billboards across Canada and here in Quebec. And uh, we put up a billboard not too far from here at an intersection of Beaubien and Hochelaga. And there's two billboards side by side, same company. Our billboard said Jesus Christ. And the billboard right beside it, they're like touching each other, was advertising Remax. Well, Jesus Christ got graffitied and sprayed up and knocked and, and messed up. The name, I'm saying, the name, you know, that we were uplifting. But Remax didn't seem to bother the devil too much. But Jesus Christ gets smeared, even like the devil. Amen. We know the devil. Amen. I don't mind Remax. This is not an advertisement for or against Remax. Don't get me wrong. If it's Remax or... What's the other one? The red one. La Page here in Quebec. Whoever it is selling real estate. Not my, that's not my concern. I'm just using the name. If it was Remax or if it was Nike or if it was uh, McDonald's or Chevrolet or whatever. Amen. Dodge. If you're Japanese, then Toyota. It doesn't matter the country, the nation. The name which is above all other names is Jesus Christ. Praise God. So that taught me not to buy, no lo- not to buy, no longer to rent billboards that are accessible from the ground. Even though this is up about 15 feet, they still got at it somehow, where it's about 12 feet in the air, but something like that. They still got at it, and they were able to destroy the name Jesus Christ. But, amen. I believe sister said, you know what's going to happen? People are going to sit there at the red light. They're going to say, Remax nothing. Why is that sign all messed up? What are they talking about? And they're going to pay a little. And I thank God for the faith of my sister. Praise God. And she lives within blocks. It just happens to be within blocks of their house, so they check on it all the time. But her faith is people are going to sit there and say, why is that? Amen. You can see here's a rep. This is actually the French is what our billboard looks, looks like. So why is Jesus Christ getting? Why is, amen, this says heaven. The paradise.tv is loosely translated as in heaven. Why is that all getting messed up and not Remax or not, nothing else? Because the devil trembles at the name of Jesus Christ. Someone say his name. Hallelujah. We're getting ready to pray. And we're going to lift up Jesus. Like I said, right from the start, it's Jesus Christ. Him crucified. Well, you sure there's nobody else? No, because when I read Acts chapter 4, verses 10, 11, and 12, there is one man who died. There is one man who gave up blood and all of it. There's one man whose flesh was messed up and abused. He was ridiculed. He was mocked. The Bible says, and this was before they drove nails through his hands and through his feet. And that was Jesus Christ. What about Buddha? I don't know. He's dead. Can't help me. I can't help him. He can't help me. He's dead. Jesus Christ is not dead. He is alive and he lives in me. Praise God. Someone say, in me. Hallelujah. This is who we're going to lift up. Put your hands up in the air. At home, I want you to join us. Amen. Everyone in front of me. There's a few, but I thank God for that promise where Jesus Christ said, there I be in their midst. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ said, I thank God we're in that, in, in that, in the, in the presence of God where his glory is. 
Praise God. And we're going to praise him. Have your hands up. The Bible says stand. Amen. Lift up your holy hands. Stand before God. So let's do that tonight. Unless you're driving. If you're driving, keep driving and just allow us to pray with you and for you. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done on the face. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Lord, and I thank God for the message which we are about to receive today. It's going to allow us to be doers of your will. That your plan, amen, it's certified. I thank God today, praise God, that we are going to know and understand what is meant for us to do as children of God. Thank God for the power which we have received as we have received him to them. He gave power to become the children of God, sons of God today. And I thank God today with that power, we're not standing by idle, but we will lift up that scepter of righteousness. We will not stand by ashamed of the gospel of Christ, but we have power today not to be ashamed. We have power today to shout it upon the rooftop. And I thank God today, praise God. Amen. I'm praying for good ground as we lift up your name as we lift up the name of your love. Amen. Your love, praise God, which was shown to us on the cross. Praise God. This was your love in action in full. Praise God. Your, the, your plan, praise God, which was designated because I needed a Savior. Because those listening to us today, we've come to realize, saying, yes, we need a Savior. We need Jesus Christ as Lord, and we confess him as that. Praise God. If someone hasn't yet do it, be merciful unto them, a sinner, Lord, as they ask, praise God, for a way which leadeth unto life. The way which Jesus Christ, not the way which they've been living, but to say, Lord, amen, I thank God knowing that Jesus Christ is that way. And I pray for those listening today, in Jesus' name, that we be blessed with the preaching of the word of God. Anointed, I thank God for strength, praise God, which, which is in me today. Praise God, my vocal cords, whatever words come out of my mouth, uh, I thank God they will be life. This tongue speaks life in Jesus' name. A ministry not unto death, but a ministry unto life. Preaching Jesus Christ, lifting him up and exalting him. Not under the law, by the law, cursed under it, but Jesus Christ came to, amen, to that we no longer be cursed. And I thank God today, praise God, that the curse has been broken, the curse has been lifted in Jesus' name, and that we walk, praise God, in the goodness of Jesus. And when I think of his goodness and all that he's done for me, it started, amen, with the death, dying on Calvary, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. He sort of, he get, amen, the guarantee that, that death no longer had any, any power is when he walked himself out of that grave in Jesus' name. He needed help to get in. They carried him in, but nobody carried him out. And that spirit that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken our mortal bodies. And I pray for that quickening today. Every person listening to me, Praise God. Hallelujah. That spirit that brought him up out of that grave. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Amen. Grave, where, thy, where is thy victory? Amen. Resurrection power, resurrection life came out. And Lord, we are here today that we may know you in the power of your resurrection. And I thank God today. Whatever else there is, doesn't count. That we may know you, that we may know Jesus Christ. Whatever else it is, amen, it doesn't count for eternal life. It counts for dung, but it doesn't count for eternal life. It doesn't count for the resurrection power, for the promise, for the crown which we receive one day as we press toward the mark. It doesn't count for the prize, which is give the place which you have gone to prepare a place, amen, which you have gone to prepare for us today. I thank God today, praise God, whatever we leave behind. And it doesn't matter what it is, we're blessed. We can leave behind what needs to be left behind. Old things are left behind. All things become new today. Praise God. And I thank God for that blessing. 
praise God. Lord, I pray this heart, mind, and soul be in each and every one of my brothers and sisters, Lord, as we continue with this program, with this meeting, I thank God as we get ready to open up your word, we are ready to receive open ears to hear, open eyes to see, open hearts that they may perceive and receive what thus saith the Lord, what your spirit has to say unto the church, what we need to hear today, Lord. Speak so that every one of us will be blessed. Spirit of the living God, hallelujah, show us the word today with open eyes and open ears to hear and to see what we need. Praise God. Hallelujah. Until Jesus comes. Lord, this is my prayer, and I thank God for the opportunity to do that. I thank God for those who are by my side. Praise God. Helping me, the technology that works for us. Praise God. A blessing and an honor to enter into the heart into the minds with the spirit of the living God and this technology while we can enter into their houses. Amen. With whatever they see today, whatever's on this side of the camera. I don't see what's on the other side, but this technology allows us to enter in. But it's your spirit that's going to do a work. Praise God. This is not virtual. This is spiritual as I pray today that there is salvation for this generation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Keep your hands up. Someone say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. At home, say thank you, Jesus. Praise God. All the days of my life, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. No one else to thank. He's the one who died for my sin. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. All the praise, all the glory, all the honor. Hallelujah. Touch my sister Anna. Another 30 days in Greece. Bless her. Soul saved. Come back testifying. Hallelujah. Praise God. Everyone listening today as we get ready to receive. In Jesus' name, praise God. Another few seconds. Keep your hands up while they're still up. Talk to God. In Jesus' name. There we go. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Are your hands still up? Thank you all the days of my life. Thank you. Say it. Pray it. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you all the days of my life. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you all the days. They're going to play it one more time. I want you to say it. you all the days of my life. I think I had 17 minutes in between meetings at all of the young people. I didn't count them. Did you count them? There's nine or ten. I forget. They, they were all lined up here. It was a, a sight to behold. Amen. I said, you got to pray for these people because the, the day I depart, one of these young people needs to step forward. 
So we need to pray for the young people, and I'm going to do that today. I know school, it all depends where you're at or where is. So this, and I'm saying this now. This is like an announcement, and I very seldom do I have announcements, but this is like an announcement. Eight, okay, just bring me down a shade on the mains. Um, at the end of the preaching, the, I laid hands on the young people that were here before me, so we, this wasn't filmed in French. But at the end, I have a list. Now, we're going to try to do this orderly. We've been working at this for a long time. My list is complete. There's a lot of names. My card is full on this list. So I have a list. And get your children, get your young children, get your children in university, so you may be adults. I don't, I don't mean to insult anybody when I say children or... Um, uh, teenagers, you may be adults in university, college, or elementary school. I'm going to pray even for um, little guys like Maddox. They may be going into um, um, daycare, in daycare. So, and I'm going to pray. I'm going to have a blessing. For a number of years, it was a tenfold blessing. But we had a, and my sister, a mother of four, she kept saying, bad influences, bad influences. You know what? I'm going to make this, it's not going to be a tenfold blessing. We're going to go up to 11, and I'm going to pray that, and amongst sin and sickness, and no drug addiction, no alcoholism, no nicotine, no perversions, no sickness, and um, uh, against any plagues, no accidents. Even those are the 10 things. Well, we're going to add 11th, no bad influences. Because today, in this culture, in this society that we do have, where um, men have just, and women, professors and such, they are, they are teaching a secular, worldly, uh, completely non, it doesn't line up with, with God and God's intentions at all. And these influences... I know so many people, they were saved in primary school or elementary school, sorry. And teachers, we won't forget you, teachers, if you're listening. Praise God. Amen. And I trust you are. So, and before I forget, so I'm saying this, share this link. Get a hold of aunt so-and-so and say, listen, and there's children that I haven't seen for a while. They're still on the list. I may need to um, add children to the list. So, We'll have people watching. If you're listening on our Facebook page or our YouTube page, the comments, you can say, well, pray for my niece or pray for her. I'm going to try to get everybody's name before God. And as I said, to bless them for the school year 2022-2023. Now, I know one sister, she was starting tomorrow. Other children, you have, you may have, or in the next, you may have a week to prepare. Teachers, you're already in your agendas and your curriculum. So you're, excuse me, you're busy. Um, if you don't have school tomorrow or the next day, well, you have a few extra days to um, get strong, amen, to make sure that you have what it takes to get through, not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And it ties in with some of the teaching. I didn't expect this at all. I had two separate things on my mind, today's teaching and praying for the blessing of our children that are about to start school. And before I knew it, I even forgot to, to thank uh, the French Brothers and sisters, I didn't go through the list because before I was making the announcement, I went straight into the teaching and how the Holy Ghost was able to um, enlighten me 
at the same time that we were all being enlightened in the French language, that this is the teaching, that our, that our, this is the part two for how to deal with the devil, and our young people need to deal. And it's not, you don't show up, as I said, with your fists and start, or with a sword. We're going to look at the example where one man pulled out a sword, and Jesus said, put that sword away. That's not going to do nothing compared to what's coming. Amen? And we're going to read in the Corinthians where Paul taught this church in the day, and which is teaching us that our weapons are not carnal, but they are might, even though we're in the flesh, even though we're in this world, we're not of this world. And we're going to read this in a few minutes. And this, amen, immediately I made the connection saying, well, this is what our young children need to understand, or, or teenagers, or in school. Yes, uh, um, uh, most of you know that I can be pretty, I can be rather quite vocal, and without being um, belligerent, or I never took it personally, um, because, but I took it for protecting or defending the truth that the righteous that the scepter of righteousness that the righteousness of God would be being so when they're trying to tell me that you know my my great 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 uncle came out of a lake and and he walked like this or great great grandpa before they straighten themselves up well hang on for a moment this let, let me tell you what really happened with a God that really is God and um, I got some things wrong but I still you know what I still passed I didn't fail. I may have got some mistakes because when it came time to write it, you can debate all the debates you want to debate. But when it comes time to say, it is written, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. And also in the beginning, God made male and female. So that was, and um, there was a few things, and I say few because I'm going back 45 years. So this is, it's like I'm teaching ancient history right now because that's how old I am. But the children these days, I can't imagine what is being taught today, as I, as I said, with a secular mindset. Going back to what I was saying, I know young people who were saved in, in um, elementary school and high school, and then they, they, they further their education in the universities or the colleges, where it really is where, where secularism reigns, where it's just by, the, by every book but God's book. And then the bad influences, which is, which is the, like, the 11th that we're going to add to, that, those bad influences just, started, and a brother yelled out, little leaven, and I said, that's the word I'm looking for, brother, you know, little, just little leaven, and then a little leaven, and then after you hear it 10,000 times, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I kind of give you, yeah, you know what, maybe, you know, it won't be so bad if I just go along with them, yeah, it will be, it'll be bad for your soul, because what's at stake, it's your soul, this is, what we're, this is what we're looking at today. Thank you, brother. Amen. What's at stake? This is, this is what, and the devil will come, and th- I mentioned this last week. We're going to go back into Matthew 4. I don't know if we'll read it because we read it last week. If you missed last week's teaching, go back and listen to it. Where the devil came to Jesus Christ, and when, one thing, if you read the description that I wrote, if, they, uh, if the devil has the, the, um, the, and I'll change some words. I kind of wrote it with a nice vocabulary. But if the devil had the guts to go face Jesus one-on-one, let me tell you that you're also in his sights, in his crosshairs, if you would. He's got his target. I mean, you're, you're going to be one of his targets. Because he went up against the Son of God. After the Son of God was confirmed to be the Son of God, behold, this is my Son in whom I am well pleased. You ought to listen to him. This is God preaching. This is God teaching. Nothing's changed. I'm just repeating what God said. And so the devil came up and he challenged Jesus Christ, if, I, if you allow me to use that term, or he attacked. We read last week, Ephesians chapter 6. Go back and read that chapter, beginning with the 10th verse. 
Praise God for knowing that be ye strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in this world. So young people, or even you know, adults in university and such, you don't take it personal. You don't get your fists out. You don't go home and sharpen blades and sharpen your whatever you know, fleshly, carnal things. And we're going to read this in the book of Corinthians. We can get to it in a few minutes. If you want to start, get your Bibles. Get your Bibles. You can turn to 2 Corinthians 10. We're going to read that this is not a carnal warfare. This is spiritual. Amen? So if... Whoever gets to say blah, 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 you can sit there and say, okay, last I, last I heard this is Canada, this is a free country, so thus saith the Lord. Amen. And they'll be going, you know, saying whatever they've got to say, splitting, you know, let me talk to you about gender fluidity. Let me talk to you about, no, hang on. Let me talk to you about God, and let me talk to you about God and his way. Amen. And if they accuse you of not being tolerant, sit there and say, well, hang on for a sec. Let me introduce you to the most tolerant individual, to the most tolerant being that ever existed. His name is God because he's been putting up with your sin and he's been putting up with your disobedience and he's been putting up with your rebellion all these years. And he has yet to pull the plug. Now that's tolerant. I lost all my amens. Amen. That's who is tolerant. He's waiting for you. It doesn't matter if you lie, if you cheat, if you gamble, if you're twisted up, if you're doing whatever, you have cut off body parts or trying to grow some extras on. doesn't matter what you've done or what you're up to. God is waiting. I sent my son. I love this world. I sent my son. He died. He gave his life. There is redemption for you in the blood of Jesus Christ. God is. Now that's tolerant. Amen. So don't let them stand up and say, well, you're not tall. Oh, yeah? Praise God. I can wait like God with patience, and we can wait for a very long time. Hallelujah. Praise God. So get ready. Because we read this. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. This is what we're going to read in 2 Corinthians. It's the 10th chapter beginning with the third verse. Hallelujah. So this is, so this is when we, like in an hour from now when I pray, for our young children, and some of them, they'll be your children. Some, some of them, they're your children's children. We need to pray for this generation because what is what they are up against. Amen. And Jesus said, well, I looked at this before when we were looking at prophecy, that this, this, from what I can see, this is personal, but from what I can see, he said, Jesus gave us some signs, and he says, when just this generation sees those signs, that's, that's that the end of those. There's going to be no more generations. So this generation needs salvation, and that is Jesus Christ. Praise God. So when the devil comes, the devil is going to come. He's going to challenge you with some satanic ifs, you know, and then you are going to know the word of God. Listen, note Romans 8, 37. We looked at it last week. Nay, in all these things, come on, just try it. No, in all these things, this is how you respond. Amen. I am more than a conqueror. You can personalize it. Nay, in all these things, I am more than a conqueror. Are you saying it? I want you to say it. These are weapons. These are your, and this week I began a list. We won't have time to get to it, but at the end of this teaching, and as long as my list is starting to get already, I think the final teaching 
of this, of how to deal with the devil, it's going to be your, the, 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 the weapons, or as I call the, the spiritual um, um, bullets, if you would. And they are of a spiritual caliber. This is not a 38 or a 48 or an MK47 or 37 or what the numbers are, M16, whatever the numbers are. This is, let me hold up my Bible, this is the ultimate weapon. What we have in our hands today, this is the ultimate weapon that we can use. It is written. Jesus said, I can call down angels, but you know what? I can stand on what thus saith the Lord. Amen. So now let me go back. Since we're talking ancient history, I'm 15, I'm 14, I'm 16 in school, 17 the year I graduated. I would quote some scripture to the, my science teacher that, or teachers or my, liter, my literacy, literary, literature teachers that had you know, pagan books and written by pagan authors and such. And you get into these discussions, whether you're discussing you know, Adolf Hitler or you're discussing what, religion or whatever it was. I'd quote some scripture, and this is what the Bible would say. This is what the Bible says. And they'd have their science that, you know, try to back up with their science. But you know what? 45 years later, science has changed. Maybe not in all things. I'm trying to remember. I never was big on science, but I know A squared and plus B squared equals C squared. That hasn't changed. But there's a lot of, th a lot of other things that, that have change because the science has changed. They've made new discoveries. They've done experiments. They got telescopes that see further or whatever reason things, but whatever I quoted when I was in grade nine or grade eight or grade six or whatever grade it was, that hasn't, that hasn't changed. Pity my science teacher, your science has changed, but this, what's in my hands, does not change, will not change. It has been spoken by a God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. A God who will not leave me, a God will not forsake me, a God who has given me a robe of righteousness to wear, a God that has given me a new name, a God that has put my name into the Lamb's book of life, and a God that has given me everything that I need so that I can endure unto the end to be saved. Hallelujah. That's why I don't mind standing on something that's immutable, amen, unmovable, something that will not change. Hallelujah. And you say, well, how do we know it's eternal? Because an eternal word from an eternal God or an eternal God that will speak an eternal word, it makes it eternal. This is what I'm trying to say. Amen. So don't be afraid. You know, you can stand up and say, well, our prime minister said that. Well, by tomorrow morning, he'll probably flip-flop and he'll be saying something else. Even, even the president. Amen. So I thank God today. Be, be denominated. Be a, a follower of Jesus Christ. See, if, if we were liberals, if this was a liberal convention, we'd say Justin Trudeau is here. Or if this was a Republican convention, we'd go, oh, Donald Trump. We'd have, we'd have, those are the names that are Republican. But because I am a son of God, because I've received Jesus Christ in my life, I can stand here and I can confess the name above all other names, Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm not telling you how to vote. Or I'm not telling you how I would vote. This, that, that holds nothing. If I was conservative, oh, well, Joe was here. What's his name? Biden. I'm sorry, but our conservative leader in Canada, O'Toole is out, right? Who's our leader? It's, oh yeah, O'Toole's gone. That's why I don't know who's. Anyways, if I was conservative, I wouldn't know who's there. Don't isn't. Hallelujah. 
politics. Let's stay spiritual. But you understand what I'm saying? This is a convention, an assembly, and it's Jesus Christ that we lift up. That's the name. Amen. Above all other names. If this was an economical summit, well, then Bill Gates would be here. Well, we say, oh, Bill Gates, and a round of applause for Bill Gates. He'll tell you how to get rich because he got rich. But today, Jesus Christ, amen, a man who had no sin, but took my place on, the, on Calvary, took my place, our place on the cross, so that today we could walk, not a slave to sin, but we can walk free. Someone say free. I am free. And you know what? The devil will challenge that. And this is what we're going to look at. Bibles, get your Bibles, get your Bibles. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It's an honor that... I am being heard in your house or in your automobile or I don't know if you're walking the trails or playing golf or sitting, sitting around a campfire. You're listening to the preaching to the word of God. That's a good thing. Praise God. Or whatever else. Maybe you're grocery shopping, pushing the cart up and down the aisles in the grocery store and you're listening to the broadcast. Be blessed. Maybe you're at work. I know a sister, amen, she puts it on and she works. She goes to work and she has her earbuds in and she knows the sermons, I think, as much as I do, by heart and all the titles. Sister in Winnipeg, bless her. Praise God. That's the technology that we had. Amen. So when I was a kid, you'd have to carry a ghetto blaster that's three times the size of my Bible to listen to some preaching and then it got down to a Walkman and then it got down to whatever you got mp3 players was that it little mp3 players now it's just somewhere and you can just log in with some data and you hear what thus saith the lord praise god are we blessed amen i think we're blessed praise god hallelujah so everyone amen i welcome you we're going to read last last week as i mentioned and we've looked at this text before, but I wanted to break it down, and I'm going to break it down on how the devil attacks. And the first thing we're going to look at is how he tried to have Jesus change his ways. Then he came to Jesus, and, and we looked at the scripture where Jesus gave the, the first response he had was, Satan, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And um, sister, I see you writing on the board. If, if you, and, and, and Lori as well, if, if folks, perchance that we don't ha- I don't have your name, if you want to send your child, your grandchildren, or your neighbors, or whoever, your niece, your, and send it, and we'll try to catch it in the comments. If you can go through, and then we'll put it on the board, and I'll cross-check in the you know, few dozen names that I have on my list, because I want to make sure that everybody gets named before God. So when the devil came, the first thing Jesus said, when we paid attention to this last week, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Someone say every word. So the next thing Jesus, the, the devil says, well, okay, we'll change scenarios, and we come to the second attack that the devil has. And he says, oh, yeah, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Okay, I, I can quote some scripture. And we looked at Psalm 91, verses 11 and 12, but in verse 11, he left out a part. And the part that he left out, I just want to make this clear when you read it. If you want to turn to Psalm 91, we can read what we read last week. Where in verse 11, the devil says, For he shall give his angels charge over thee. They shall bear thee up in their hands, that lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. So what he leaves out was the second half in verse 11, where he says, To keep thee in all thy ways. Now, somebody brought this to my attention this week. I needed to explain it to them. And... Then they say, you need to explain that to everybody. So 
the way which I am walking in now, and it keep verse 11 intact, why the devil had to leave this out. He, I'm minding my own business. I'm on the way which leadeth unto life. His name is Jesus. I'm walking. Amen. Like Jesus. Fast. He was led of the Spirit. Someone say the Spirit. This is Matthew chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. You can read this. He was led up to the Spirit. He received confirmation from God. And then he was led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. This is what we read. So now the devil comes. He says, okay, every word that proceedeth, I can quote some scripture. But he leaves this part out. And the part that he leaves out is important because when the devil comes with his idea, his thought, or his plan, and you fall for it, you're no longer walking in the ways, in your ways which have been established by God. I'm not saying these, that you're as far as your way being personal or being selfish or being ungodly. I'm, I'm establishing here, he shall give his angels charge over thee. You're, you're already somebody in the eyes of God to keep thee in all thy ways. So whatever you do, whatever the, the, your hands shall touch, shall be blessed. The steps of a good man, of a good person are ordered of the Lord. Then the devil comes. You know, you're walking on the way, like I said, minding your own business. I'm working my own salvation out with fear and trembling. And this is what the Bible teaches us. So, and then the devil comes. He wants you to take an exit off that way. It's no longer your way. I want you to understand this. So the devil leaves this out. You know, if you do this, look at the promise. No, 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 no. If I stay within God, the plan of God, if I stay within the will of God, I will have God's protection. Are you with me? This is Psalm 91, verses 11 and 12. Hallelujah. Amen. I've been teaching on this lately, amen, that Jesus, and I prayed it earlier. Jesus says, when you pray, pray that thy will be done on earth. That's when you and I come in. Jesus was on earth for a little over 30 years. What did he do? The will of his father. At 12 years of age, he was taking care of his father's business. So today, when the will of God that's going to be done on this earth, that's when you and I come into the picture. We begin to do what the will of God is. We are determined to, uh, to be a doer of the will of God. Amen. We are we're, with complete determination what the Bible says. We read, we do. Amen. Someone say, I read, I do. Amen. Without deviation, without equivocation, it doesn't matter when the devil comes against us, we can stand against the wiles of the devil. Having done all to stand, just keep standing. Amen. Going back to a partial quote from Ephesians 6. Hallelujah. So this is what we read last week. So I want to break this down. Going back to 2 Corinthians, I'm going to read the first verse of 4 in 2 Corinthians. Because the devil is coming after you. And you say, he already has. The devil's got my number. Well, I'm going to give you some ammunition. Make sure that you understand that this is the ultimate weapons that we have. Praise God. Because I want you to understand, if the devil, I don't think I finished what I was saying in my comment. If the devil comes, if he, if he had the, 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 the impudence, which means the lack of respect, if he had the unmitigated gall, he, had, he, he knew no better than to go up against Jesus Christ, he's going to come after you and I. Be sure, be sure and know. Amen. He took on Jesus, he's going to come knocking at your door and say, hey, yeah. I'll take on Charlie, I'll take on, you know, uh, Eddie, I'll take on whatever your name may be. Amen. So get ready. You need to be ready. Second Corinthians, read with me. Chapter 10, verse 3, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, and we do not war after the flesh. There's a difference between being in the flesh and after the flesh. 
So read with me, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm going to read two verses to begin with. Sorry, chapter 10, verses 3 and 4. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. So you don't take this personal. Jesus said, don't let this rub you the wrong way. They hate you because they hated me first. Amen. Hallelujah. Is that from Steve? Okay, good. I recognize a couple of names. Thank you, my brother. Praise God. Hallelujah. Share this link. You never know. Amen. Say, pastor's going to bless whoever. Amen. The young people. Praise God. I'm trying not to be offensive. I don't know if they're teenagers, young people, adolescents, adults in school, kids. Amen. Praise God. Children. Praise God. So keep the names coming. We'll get ready to pray. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That's why I said you don't get your fists out and say, I'll take you on. Step outside. No, you don't say that. You keep it within the classroom. You keep it civil. Amen. Say, that's your right. You can believe whatever you want to believe, and you can believe it all day long. But let me tell you what I believe. Amen. I can fill you in on the circumstances, too, of believing otherwise. Because God is God. There is none other beside him. Amen. Lucifer is just a created being. He's secondary. And Lucifer is out to get you. Why? Because he doesn't want what he can't have. He doesn't want you to have what he can't have. Amen. He lost his place. Amen. He wasn't like an angel in the third division. He was like, or 10th division or somewhere. He wasn't sitting in the back row. He was an archangel. He was created with a special ability. If you read, if you understand who Lucifer was. Amen. Some of you sitting there saying, well, he was a dummy. Well, yeah, I know that because he tried to, he tried to, well, because he coveted that spirit of jealousy, trying to sit there and say, well, you know what? I, I don't mind being like right here, but I should be just over there. I should be just a little bit higher than, no, you are a created being. You have your place. Stay put. And... He didn't seem to go along with that. So Jesus gives us the description. He says, behold, I saw Lucifer just as a lightning bolt. That's how fast he got kicked out from the will of God, from his position, from his place. Now, you and I, we have a place. Amen. Jesus said, I don't want your hearts to be troubled. I may be leaving you, but the Holy Ghost is coming down. He's going to lead you, guide you. And direct you in all truth. He's not going to speak of himself. He's going to speak of he that sent me, which means Jesus Christ. Because everything points to Jesus. And today as we continue to read this, everything that we have, it's pointing to Jesus Christ, prophecy. Almost one quarter of this book that's in your hands of the Bible is prophecy. Some of it's been fulfilled. Some of it we're waiting for to see it to come to pass. And as I said, it points to Jesus Christ. So Jesus said, you don't take this personal. They hated me. First, they're going to hate you. They're going to have some issues with you. And just trying to, I know we, we're not, not everybody hates us, but we come across issues where we don't seem to agree. But the reference and the, um, I'm trying to think of another word because I want to use this book as a reference or the, 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 or, the, or the solution to any disagreements. There we go. We, we can use, we can refer to what thus saith the Lord because God has final say. What? You sit there saying, that's not fair. Why does God have final say? 
because he's Omega. Jesus Christ, amen, the beginning, the end, God the Father, Alpha, he has the first say, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Right at the beginning, that's Alpha. Final say, Omega, amen, doesn't matter what thus saith the Lord. Amen, doesn't matter if Jesus said it, doesn't matter if God said it. Jesus, I didn't come to say what I've got to say. My Father sent me to say what he wants to be said, what God wants to be made clear in our eyes, or rather in our ears to hear, in our eyes to see. Jesus Christ came to do the works of his Father and to say the words of his Father. Praise God. In the beginning was the Word. Now, I know culture, the secular arm, you know, this westernized religious, or I don't even know if it can call it religious anymore, but this, this western culture that we have, and it is the, 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 the western aspect of the North American churches where they back down and back down and given up and just giving in a little bit here. Like when my brother yelled out, it's a little leaven. And I said, that's right, my brother. I was able to speak biblically. It's a, li a little, you know, a little, and a little more, and a little more, and a little more, and all of a sudden, we're backing down. All of a sudden, we're shaping and molding. Our, our conformity becomes or begins to look like that of the world. We are not supposed to look like evil. We're not supposed to look like the world. We're not supposed to be where the world is. We're not supposed to be walking in darkness because he brought us out. He brought us out of sin. He brought us out of darkness. This is who we are in Jesus Christ. This is who Jesus Christ has made us. This is who who we are in Christ. And now the devil will challenge that. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures and then we're going to get to that first part of this teaching, how to deal with the devil. But I want to make sure first that this is not, you know, you're not counting your saying, do I use a 12 gauge or do I use a 45 caliber or use a handgun or shotgun or whatever it is. I don't carry weapons like that. So some of you may know the names, but let's stay spiritual as we look at this, because we're reading. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are, praise God, they've shouted out. This, this could be one of your bullets, if you would. We're reading, I'm reading from the ultimate weapon. For we walk not, we're in the flesh, we're in this world, we just don't do things the way the world does. Amen. We see things differently because we have a different illumination. Amen. We have a different, we walk by a different light. Hallelujah. I don't care how sunny it is, your way. Jesus Christ came into this world of darkness. He came into this world as a light. And I thank God today, praise God, that that light is in us. That, that, that this is the light that gives us the ability to see where we're going. I press toward the mark for the prize. Are you pressing, young people? Amen. Jesus, listen to what we read. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. So it's civil. Like Paul was teaching Timothy, young man, be patient. Be calm. Be soft. Soft is a French word, douceur. In, in, in English, it's um, uh, gentle. Be gentle. Amen. When you teach, and teach with patience. Might have to repeat it a few times. Hallelujah. For our weapon, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. Amen. So this is why when you're in this, in the, in this modern 
educational system that we have, well, there's some things that are going to be against God. Like I said, there were a few things when I was young. Nowadays, there's a lot more things. A lot more things. And we need to pray. Because the devil has entered into this generation. I mean, all the, the, he has marshaled all the forces that he can to bring confusion to this generation. The way they look, the way they sound. I can't imagine sending my children, I don't have any grandchildren, but I can't imagine sending, some of you are sending your children or sending to, and one day you have to address the same person. Because this is the dilemma. Our school boards are trying to figure this out. Because the same person will walk into class on Monday, and today I'm Mrs. Whatever name you want to put on there. Let's call her Mix-Up. I'm Mrs. Mixed-Up. Because that's what she is. I'm not, nobody, don't picture anybody. This is just in general. The next day, she's going to walk into the same person, going to walk into the same class, maybe dressed a little different day, and say, today I'm Mr. Mix-Up. And you have these four, five, six-year-olds, they're going to be coming home, grandpa, daddy, mommy, what just happened? Well, actually, nothing. Because however you were made, wonderfully, fearfully, in the eyes of God, that's the way, I don't, it doesn't matter how you manipulate things, but. And the teaching, when people say, well, what is it? I said, it's not God. Because God's not confused. I don't know if I'm a man or I don't know if I'm a woman. I'm somewhere in between. I'm on this side, that side, or in the middle. That's confusion. And my God is not, someone say not, the author of confusion. You're not confused when you're with God. You see things clearly. You see things plainly. Because the Holy Ghost is my teacher. The Holy Ghost is my leader. The Holy Ghost is my guide. Hallelujah. Amen. God, God kind of... He drew the lines, if you want to get technical. God drew the lines way back when. Before I was around. Now, who do, who do I think I am if I come saying, well, we can just, you know, bend the rules, bend the lines a little bit. No, you can't. Hey, I've just been here for a short little while. God's been doing this since the beginning. Like I said, God's very tolerable. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Tolerant. Rather, thank you. God is very, he's very tolerant. Amen. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Had he not been, you might not be, you know, you may not be where we are, where you are today. Amen. So casting down the, the imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the, the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity, listen, every, someone say every, thought, well, what if we have to read Charles Darwin? Read Charles Darwin. I don't care. You've already read the truth before you read Charlie Darwin. It's not going to change your... You're not, I'm not afraid. Some people say, oh, we can't... Send, I can't. Don't be afraid for your children. Endue them with power to withstand the wiles and the strategy of the devil. They'll walk into the class, praise God, with the power of God under them or in them or within them, and they'll walk out of the same class, praise God, victorious because of nay and all these things. My grandson, my grandson or my granddaughter is more than a conqueror. I am. Praise God. 
my household that's serving God, all the, every thought, make sure they are captive, make sure that they are constrained, if you would. Amen. Are you reading with me? Obeying unto the obedience of Christ. I'll read it again. I'll try to read it without interruption. Casting down imaginations and every high thought, high thing, sorry, every high thing which exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And the last verse I'm going to read from this chapter, and having in a readiness, are you ready? To revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Amen. Ready to do what? Ready to do what we're reading here. Casting down imaginations and every high th thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity. Someone say, I've got the power to make these things subject. Amen. I've got the ability to make these things sub. This is what it means. Amen. Having and bringing into captivity every thought. I can control the thought. I can control the, the philosophy, if you would. Amen. I can control whatever they're trying to tell me. He said, that's not good for me. Some of the things you're going to hear, you need to put it, let it go in one ear and right out the next as fast as it can go. Amen. And try to, try to sanctify it a little bit on its way out. Purge is a word that comes to mind. That's a King James Bible word. Having any readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Are you ready? Are you ready to revenge? Let's find out what happens. Job chapter 1. In Job chapter 1, let's look at the characteristics of the children of God. Because the first thing, if thou be the son of God, the devil is going to attack who you are in Christ. If thou be the son. Well, what am I going to do? I want you to remember one thing. How did you become a son? This is not a technical, it's not a trick question either. Or a daughter. How did you become a, chi a child of God? Read the 12th verse, John chapter 1. Read the 12th verse. I think it's verse 12 or verse 11. As many as received him to them, he gave power. Someone say power. To become the children of God, the sons of God. So you receive power to become. The Bible teaches us that the, the power that you receive to become is the power that you have to be. Someone say, I am. I know I became. I said, you know, whatever. I confessed my sins, asked God for forgiveness. He forgave me. Here I am. I'm served. That takes power to do that. It's not a repetition. It's not an, you know, an assembly or a whatever the AAs may have you say or repeat. Or it takes power to become a son. It takes power, and, and with that power, you, you remain a son. 
Amen. So going into battle, and, and as I said, are you ready? Having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience. Now when I read in Job chapter 1 verse 6, he says, now there was a day. Oh, are you ready? Because now, I just love the way the King James writes, the, writes this. So just give me 10 seconds to connect this. Having in readiness, and then the next verse I'm going to read in Job chapter 1, now, you got to be ready when? Thank you. At home, you got to be ready when? You got to be ready right now. Amen. We read last week, in the evil day, uh, it's pretty well today. Amen. If there's another day, it may get worse, but today is pretty well the evil day. 21st of August, if you're listening live. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Period, or do I keep reading? Some of you sit there, well, I'm in church. Well, if you think the devil's in the disco bar or the karaoke bar, I don't think so. Everything's under his control. They're all doing what they're doing there. The devil's going to want to be where you're at. You're the one causing problems in, his, in this world, in his kingdom. We are the ones that are making it difficult for the devil. So he's going to be knocking down on your door. Job 1 verse 6. The sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them. I've got the first word now circled, and I've got one word underlined. I underlined the word also in my text. Satan came also. And let's look, let's look at what Satan, I know this is Old Testament, but this doesn't really change. The father of lies is the father of lies. And the Lord says unto Satan, whence comest thou? Satan answers. The Lord says, well, from going to and fro to the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord says unto Satan, did you by any chance come across Job? Job chapter 1, verse 8. Hast thou considered my servant? Someone say, my servant. Who's Job serving? God. Amen. I know you all found Job just right before Psalms, but if you were to place Job in its correct timeline, it would be around the middle of, not even the middle, it would be around Genesis 17, 18, somewhere around there. That's, where, that's when Job lived. If we get our texts. So if you didn't know that, you know that now. If you ever wonder, say, what's Job doing where the Psalms is? It should be in somewhere around there. That's when Job. So he didn't have much to go by. He, didn't, he wasn't under law. He was under. But let's, let, let's this, now it, since I'm talking about the characteristics of the children of God, let's find out. My servant Job, there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man. One that, why is he perfect and upright? Because he fears God. Amen. And what happens when you fear God? You eschew evil. That's an old King James word for you got nothing to do with the evil. Amen. You chase it away. Get out. Amen. Abstain. If it looks like evil, amen, the Bible says abstain from all appearance of evil. So you sit there and say, oh man, that looks like evil. I'm out of here. Maybe that's what it means. You see something that looks evil, you stay away from that evil. You don't look like evil, and you stay away from anything that looks like evil. 
Take it any way, which way you want. Evil, no good. Job, this is the characteristics, and this is the first thing that the devil will attack. If thou be the son of God. Well, I am. I have news for you. Too late, I already am. That's how you, that's how you talk to the devil. Devil, it is written. Amen. I live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Too bad, too late. I'm saved. I'm sanctified. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm perfect. I am upright. Because I fear God, what thus saith the Lord. Amen. It's what the Bible says. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. So you need to fear God. That's New Testament, the book of Hebrews. So here's the devil, here's, here's God, he, he begins to brag on his son. And I wrote in my text, God brags, you can write this down, this is just me. God brags and the devil nags. Easy to remember. God brags, consider, have you considered my son? He has nothing to do with evil. Someone say nothing to do. Nothing to do with evil. He fears me. And because he has nothing to do with evil, that makes him an upright man. This is my servant Job. God is bragging. God brags. The devil begins to nag. Yeah, yeah, but hold on for a sec. This is, doth Job, this is verse 9. Doth Job fear God for naught? In other words, is he just that type of person for nothing? Or is he doing it for all the good things that he has? This is, this is what is exalting against the knowledge of God. This is diabolical insinuation. This is diabolical accusation. And we got a lot of that running around. Rather than to exhort and to edify, we show up with some, you know, some kind of, some kind of holier-than-thou attitude, and we are, we, we, and we work it, not, not only work against our own flesh, but work against the body of Christ. Amen. I told them, man, we've seen, amen, pray for Peter three weeks in a row, that he's sitting right in the front row. And before we left, he was talking about, you know, the troublemaker. I said, you know who the biggest troublemaker is? He says, the devil. I said, no. You can blame some things on the devil, but the biggest troublemaker I have is the guy that I see in the mirror every morning. That's the one to look out for because my flesh always wants to do things its own way. It wants to neglect. It wants to deviate from what God has said, and it wants to use every kind of excuse or whatever in its power. But I thank God today that greater is he that is in me. Can someone say in me? Because God, because Jesus Christ has already made their abode in you. You have a power that transcends. You have a power that doesn't come from this world. It doesn't come from religion. It doesn't come from, from denomination either, but this comes from God. It comes from his son, Jesus Christ, and we have it today through the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. This is who we are, and this is who the devil will challenge. First thing he challenges. We probably won't get past the first. In my, in my, my Bible was too long for a subtitle, but I wrote the, the strategies of hell as a subtitle, how to deal with the devil, and I, the, the, the subtitle that's in my text, in my notes, I wrote fourfold, fourfold strategy. Because the devil came against Jesus, and there's four things that he attacked. The first thing was his position, who he was, 
And if you're taking notes, you can write this down. Position. He wanted to Jesus to deny, one, his position. Who he was as the Son of God. If thou be the Son of God. Confirmed by God. Coming out of the waters. God says, this is my son. Well, if thou be, if you're a son of God. Well, if you're a Christian, people ask me, are you a Christian? Well, that all depends. Let me explain to you, if you think I, if you're asking if I'm a Christian like the Pope, no. Christian means to be like Christ. So now, if, if you understand that term and you want to re-ask that question, then I'll be able to answer you. Are you religious? No. Amen? You see about, they try to classify or pigeonhole us. This is the society we live in. Everything's got to have a title. Everything's got, everything has to have a, a, a um, was that across the street or was that? Somebody, okay. Because we already had a brick on our step, so I want to make sure there's no more bricks coming my way. Praise God. Um, we, we need to make sure that we stand up and identify with Jesus Christ because this is who we are in Christ. Amen? See, when you go into Romans chapter 1, the devil wants to destroy anything that is godly, the devil wants to destroy it, the image of God. The image of God is going to be changed when you read Romans chapter 1 in the 18th verse, 19, 20, and 21. So we're, today, and this is sad, that our, 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 that our tax-paid educational system. This is our money coming from our pockets paying for the system that is going to try, or not going to try, that is trying to indoctrinate children. Say, you can identify meow, and you have to say meow, or boof, boof, and you have to woof like a dog or whatever. Destroy it. Renounce, amen. Put it down. Sit there and say, no, I refuse. That's not who I am. I'm a son. I identify as a son of Jesus Christ. If you want to use their terms or their understanding, it doesn't work. It didn't work in Toronto when they had some messed up revival where they had human beings, adults. These weren't four or five-year-olds. These were 40 and 50-year-olds crawling on their hands and knees, howling like a wolf making noises like an owl or a bird. Doesn't work. That's not how God made us. And if some of you don't know what I'm talking about, good. Stay sanctified. If some of you know what I'm talking about, because I know people who were there, I know who people who went and tried to figure this out. And they still, even they still have their, 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 their teachings and their seminars saying, oh, this is Spirit of God, this and Spirit of God, that. No, it's not. Amen. Amen. The Spirit of God, I, I don't want to say as far, I just, I'm just use these terms loosely, but the Spirit of God will take as far as prophecy and speaking in tongues. That's it. Howling like a dog ain't nothing to do with the Spirit of God. Brought this in, amen, so that, the, and it all begins, the church is at fault because the church should be the one with the backbone, with the collarbone, with whatever you need to be able to stand up straight like a man, straight like a woman once you get off your knees, off your prayers and off your fasting, stand up and say, thus saith the Lord. This is how Jesus was able to withstand against the devil. We're going to read so a couple examples where Jesus said, you know what? I can summon angels to my side, but I don't, you know what? I am going to depend on the word of God. This is why this is your ultimate weapon. Jesus says, I can call an, I can call an angel. I can call a legion. I can call a few legions if I have to, but you know what? It is written. 
This is what I want young people listening to me today. This is what I want you to have and to know and be prepared when you come into school because God's word is unchanging. Hey, what? God's word is everlasting and I will stand on it until Jesus comes. Are you with me? Going back to the devil. God begins to brag. Satan begins to nag. Ah, you take away your stuff and see what happens. That's what God was. God says, yeah, let me, let, me, let me show you how well I know my son. My servant, rather. Job. Job says, all the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change comes. His wife shows up, Job, honey buns, dear, you got bad breath. It's not working out for you. Curse your, do- curse your God and die. You may as well end it all right now. Curse your God and die. At least you knew, at least you knew what would happen. Curse God and you're dead. Job says, all the days of my appointed, doesn't matter whether it be his wife of many years or his I have trouble calling them friends, but anyways. His four buddies that showed up. His four colleagues, if you would. I will wait all the days of my appointed time till my change. Did his change come? Yes. Who did he wait? Upon the Lord. Though he slay me, I'm still here waiting. I will trust. Amen. Give me some word. More than my necessary. How much can we quote from Job? More than my necessary food? Thank God for the word of God today. Thank God for this book that's open in your hands today to receive from God. Amen. More than my necessary food. This is what's needful. Jesus said, hey, the choice that this woman made sitting at my feet, which is, I've quoted three verses. Oh, my necessary food, Job 23, verse 12. Jesus said this woman, she made a choice. And she had to choose, amen, what is needful to be at the feet of the Word of God, to be where the Word of God is spoken. I'm going to confirm this in a few minutes. Just remember, Word of God. This Word, someone say this Word. Look at that Bible in your hands and say this Word. Amen. Yeah, well, that's Old Testament. This is my son. Okay, Matthew chapter 3. This is my son in whom I well please. God's bragging. I don't want to be carnal, but just, just... Just so you can remember this, write it down. The last verse in Matthew 3, God begins, this is my son in whom I am. Well, please, God brags. The devil begins to, his diabolical accusations start to come out. His, the onslaught, like I said today, amen, he's marshaled all the forces of hell against us. This is the strategy of hell, but I thank God we are able to stand, we are able to withstand, we are able to quench all the fiery darts of the week. We read this last week in Ephesians chapter 6. In whom I am well pleased. The devil steps it up a notch. And like I said, the first thing he challenges, if thou be, and I know he challenges it three times, if thou be the son of God, if thou be three satanic ifs, if you would, versus three divine ifs. Amen. 
See, this is, this is divine. This is holy, if you would. Three satanic ifs, if, if. Yea, if. Did God really say that? This is believe. Yea, hath God said. Changed a couple of words, but the same tune. The devil plays to the same tune all the time. Trying to deny, like I said, trying. God makes us, he makes a man, he makes a woman, and it's very good when you read creation. And the devil says, oh yeah, let me see what I can do. And he comes in with all kinds of ways. All kinds of, you know, we, 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 we all kinds of things. And if some of you have done this and you're saved, well, thank God it's over with. But poke holes in your flesh. Color it, you know, poke ink under your skin. Color it under your skin or on top of your skin. Whatever. It, the devil said, the devil is there to change what God made. And if God made it, it's made well. Thank you, my brother. Amen. If God did it, he did a good job. Amen. So when the devil comes, and young people listen, everybody's doing it. No, they're not. Nay, in all these things, whether the devil attacks your mind, your thoughts, your beliefs, whether he attacks, he comes, gets your, gets your, uh, your flesh, or he's after your flesh, he wants you to inhale or inject, trying to destroy the temple. Who are you in Christ? Remember, the devil says, if thou be, he's challenging who he is. If you really are the son of God, see, I want you today to become confident Beyond any shadow of a doubt, I want you to have the confidence to know, and this, can, this will only come from the Word of God. This confidence will only come from reading, and reading, and reading, putting to work what you read, and then you read some more. I want you to have the confidence to know, we already read of the knowledge of God, to know who God is, as it is written according to His Word. Not, be, not God described by whoever else, by a philosopher, this is not Aristotle. This is not Pope. Who's our, not, is it Francis? I thought he was gone. Is it Francis? This is not Aristotle. It's not Socrates. It's not the Pope Francis. It's, it's not whoever, whatever name you, whatever name you want to put on it. They may, they may have their ideology but it's far from the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. See, when I open this book, every word is Holy Ghost. And say it, Holy Ghost. Every word may have been the hand of Paul, may have been the hand of Moses, may have been the hand of Ezra, may have been the hand of Isaiah, may have been the hand of Peter, but every word is Holy Ghost. The penmanship may have changed, the Apostle Paul. The, pen, the penmanship may have changed, but not the Spirit. Say Holy Ghost. So I want you to have this confidence. This is how, this is, and we're looking at what Jesus did and how he walked himself out victorious. How the devil was around for a little while, but then the devil left and angels came, someone say angels, and began to minister unto him. Amen. 
Even though that was Jesus. I'm talking about a God who is no respecter of persons. Did I get an amen out of that one? Believe it. No, but this is Jesus. I know it's Jesus. Second man, Adam. First to come out of the grave. Amen. Became the son of, Jesus did what he did so that he'd not be just the first of sons. He'd be the first of many. This is what the Bible teaches. God doesn't respect. Jesus had power. You've got the the same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead also quickened your mortal body. Same spirit. Someone say same spirit. Same God, same spirit. Same, same result. Oh, what's going to happen? Read the last page in your Bible. God wrote it. God wrote the last page in my life, not the devil. Amen. Not the doctor says, your Uncle Billy Bob died with this, and you're in a good, you know, you're in line, you're going to end up with the same. No, no, no. God, thank God. Thank God for God and his son, Jesus Christ. Amen? It's not the devil that's going to write and sit there and say, well, this is what. No, the devil, I mean, he can say, he can huff and puff all he wants, but God has written it, and I thank God today. What God has written, God has, amen, he's written. Not, this is not just paper and ink. This is on the fleshly tables of my heart. This is the God whom I serve. You want to be spiritual? Walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. Amen? Because the devil, he'll make up all kinds of hoopla. Amen. He might show up, you know, all ultra, all, ultra, ultra, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ultra religious, if you would, showing up like a, like a light. Is what Paul says, an angel of light. We need to be able to know and understand and hear. And this, like I said, you need the confidence that comes from knowing the scriptures, what thus saith the Lord. Amen. Not some stories. Let's go back in the book of Peter. Read a couple of verses. Because like I said, we see how God is able to say some things and the devil comes. I don't want to use the term behind God's back, but you understand what I'm saying. God says something, the devil comes trying to mess it up. Second Peter chapter 1. Peter says, this is not some bed, bedtime story. This is, this is eyewitness news. Verse 16, 2 Peter 1, 16. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables, stories. Imagine the devil telling God, Satan, this is Satan. Now you take away his toys and watch him curse you. Take away his blessings, watch him curse you. Take away all the good things in his life, watch him curse you. Who are you? This is God looking. This is, this is God who's creator. God who is master. Some would say master. And the devil comes along and says, oh, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. No. You're not the one that relates the outcome. You're not the one that changes what's going to happen. God made the, God's plan has been set in motion from the beginning. 
You stick with God's plan, you stick with his will, you stick with his way, and it's going to end in your favor. It's going to end in a good way. It's going to end in God's way. God's way is a good way. Let me all repeat that. God's way is a good way because it's God's way. So Peter says, we're not following these cunningly devised fables, these stories that they come up with. So it doesn't matter, I mean, young people, listen, it doesn't matter how intriguing they make the Big Bang, that's not how it happened. Amen? Theory. Because they'll come with all, you know, all kinds of evidence and whatever else that they come up with. Amen. Based on whatever they want. I thought it was supposed to cool down tonight. I don't see how the same people say this earth is going to be messed up in 100 years from now when they can't predict the weather 10 minutes from or an hour from now. And they'll still stand up and have us believe there's going to be an ice age if you don't trade in your gasoline, fuel, fossil burning automobile for a, an electric car that you need to plug in, spend more money for, for electricity that comes from coal burning anyways. And they try to predict the future saying, oh, it'll be cool by supper time. It's still hot. Hallelujah. I'm just using that for an illustration that these are cunningly devised fables. You listen to the politician. Check it out. You listen to the politician that says, oh, if we don't do something, the oceans are going to rise and, they, and the shorelines are going to be flooded. Google his address. Because the same politicians that are telling us what they want us to believe that the oceans are rising, you know where they live? I'll give you one guess. They don't live on the mountaintop. They live right on the seaside. They got beach houses. And they want me to be afraid of the rivers rising or the oceans rising. Cunningly devised fables. I'm not making fun of it. Well, I kind of am making fun, but I'm not making fun to make fun. I want you to understand that they come up with all kinds of ideas, and most of it boils down to fear. Running out of gas, running out of food, running out of money, running out of time. That is kind of believable. How it's going to be September in one week, I don't know over time. God says he'll redeem the time, so... running out, and we, we, it puts us into a position where it's possible, if it be possible, I'm talking to the elect. Are you listening to the elect? If it be possible, the elect be deceived. Amen? I know God won't allow that to happen because, like I said, God is a good God and his plan is a good plan for you and I if you're within the plan of God. But you listen to this. Let me read Peter. And like I said, this is an eyewitness. This is is Peter reporting. We have not followed cunningly devised fables. 2 Peter 1.16. When we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty, For he received from God. I underlined the word received in my text because he received it from God. 
So when they try to tell you, I don't care if it's the nurse or if it's the doctor or whoever it is, when they tell you, this is who you know, I don't, I'm going to receive whatever I receive, I'm going to receive from God. Thank you very much. But God takes care. The Lord God image shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. What I need to hear, I'm going to hear it from God. Hallelujah. Well, I thought that meant my automobile. No, it says all your need, not all your greed. It says my God shall supply all your need, not your greed. Amen. According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I need to hear who I am. I need to hear something that is going to build up my faith, that is going to build up my confidence, that it's going to build up the person who I am, who I need to be on the face of this earth, and I need to receive it from God. Someone say from God. From this word. Verse 17, 2 Peter 1. For he, for he received, talking of Jesus, from God the Father, honor and glory. When there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven. Now I know you might have to study the Encyclopedia Britannica to get your marks and read whatever novel or whatever, you know, discuss whatever philosophy they may, all depending what you want to be or what you're studying or whatever the curriculum is. But someone say from heaven. I mean, you, you get this from heaven first. Get it from heaven now. And it doesn't matter who says what. It's not going to bother you. One iota. One jot, one tittle. Amen? No effect. I don't care how many degrees, PhDs, and BAs they got following their name. Nothing compared to Jesus Christ. Amen? The spiritual, if you would, certificate that Jesus received, amen, graduating, coming out of the waters of baptism, this is my son. I don't care how much you paid for your McGill doctorate. Amen. Jesus Christ is certified by a voice from heaven. Not a university president or college president. And I'm not knocking your degrees. Amen. Some of you worked hard and you deserve them. You have your licenses and you have whatever you need to practice or to do whatever you need to do. I just want to give you as much as possible. I want to make clear, I want it to be clear in your mind who Jesus is. And then when you know, I come from him. Amen. Whatever Jesus, when you read Romans chapter 8, that we are co-heirs. Here, make note of this. When the devil is challenging your sonship, if thou be the son, knowing that you are a son and a daughter of God, you know what this makes you? And this is what makes the devil mad. This is going to make you glad. It's going to make the devil mad. You know, it makes you a hair. H-E-I-R. Romans 8, a co-hair, a joint hair. This is what sonship is all about. 
This is what being a child of God is all about. You're going to inherit things that the devil lost. He threw it away. I called him a dummy earlier. Because he gave up what he could have been in God, made by God, made for a specific purpose, but he was going after something that didn't belong to him outside of the the plan of God, outside of the way of God. God put him out. Now I'm in a position to receive, some would say, from God. Hallelujah. Young people, listen. And when they open up their books, it doesn't matter. And, and I've been on, that, on, on, on the other side of that table as well, in, in, a, in a religious sense, if you would, where you have men and women that, for, I don't know if a woman, yes, once or twice I've had a, 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 a woman come to me and has been more on the, on the, man, the men's side, on the pastor side, if you would, than the pastoress or the men and women have come to me and say, this is all my studies and this is all my degrees and whatever, and you need to understand, okay, I, I need to receive from God, not from you. Amen? I need to protect what I've received. Amen? This email has come twice in the past two weeks in my inbox. You seem to have a certain understanding of the Word of God. We would like to come into your church and testify of God's, giftness, of God's goodness and I go, I seem to have an understanding? Who wrote this email? And I go down A period, D period. You can't even sign your name. I don't know who you are. But if you're listening, you want to brush up against my sword? And I'm speaking spiritually because I'm not carnal. You're going to find out that what I receive and upon my watch... My brother sitting in front of me and my sister sitting in front of me and everybody listening upon my watch, we are going to receive from God, we're going to receive from heaven, and we're not going to receive none of this earthly carnal nonsense that is running around that makes us carnal, that makes us, or that makes men, not us, sorry, we'll, we'll exclude the, amen, those walking after the Spirit, we're all, that, that will make people conform to ways just so that we can be accepted. Are you accepted of God today? Are you ready? I asked you the question. Maybe I didn't mean it to be a trick question, but are you ready to revenge the disobedience? Are you ready to stand against and to withstand what's going to, what is rising up? Like I said, the devil has marshaled all his forces out of hell, demons and devils, if you would, to attack the church of God, to attack the saints. for whatever time that he has left. What do we stand on? It is written. It is written. Someone say, it is written. We heard. Are you hearing it from heaven? And this voice which came from heaven, we heard when we were with him in the holy mount, We have also a more sure word of prophecy, wherein to ye do well, someone say, I do well, to take heed. Two words underlined in this verse, take heed. As unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawned and the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this first. That's what I said a few minutes ago.
I said, learn this, hear it first. And when they come after, too late. When they come after it with the, you know, the, the philosophies of the greatest philosophers, the greatest thinkers that ever lived, I'm talking flesh and blood. Oh, let me tell you first, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Let me tell you what first. Let me tell you how God made creation. He first made a man, then he made a woman. Nothing in between. Amen? He didn't take Adam by the hand. Hey, Adam, come here. If you don't like the way I made you, you can eat some of this bush and it might block some hormones or it might block something or some herb or whatever, and you just change whatever, whatever you want to be. That's not God. God is God. Amen? And God made Adam, and God made Eve. He made a man, and he made a woman. Every day of the week, as long as they lived, until they died. And God set forth the first promise. He said, go forth and multiply. That's the first promise. Or rather, first commandment. Sorry about that. First commandment that God gave. And here we are today, living in a kingdom, living in the darkness. The rulers, read, read in Ephesians, this is who we are up against. The rulers of the darkness of this world. So we need to equip ourselves. Amen. We need to be armed. As I said, it is written, sir, let me tell you what the Bible says. Madam or ma'am, if you're in school, let me tell you what the Bible says. Neighbor, let me tell you what the Bible says. Grandson, let me tell you what the Bible has to say. Then you read some scripture. Knowing this, verse 20, knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. It means we don't keep it to ourselves. For the prophecy came not in the old time by the will of man, but holy men of God, and women too, there's holy men and women, of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Now turn to the second to last page in your Bible in Revelation 19 and the 10th verse. And keep in mind how they were moved. And keep in mind as we speak of prophecy, because Revelation 19 verse 10, it says, And I fell at his feet to worship him. This is John, the revelator. He falls at the foot of the angel. And he said unto me, the angel says, see thou do it not. Get up. I am thy fellow servant and thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. Now look at the last line of this verse. So, I could stay in this verse for 30 minutes and teach, but I want to pay attention to the last line. This is what prophecy is all about. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What is prophecy all about? Jesus Christ. What is the prophecy all about? It's the testimony of Jesus Christ. Who's coming? Amen. This is Old Testament. Who's coming? And then Jesus came. Who has come? Jesus has come. Again, I want you to know and understand who Jesus is because in Christ, 
If any man, if any teenager, if any adolescent, if any child, if any man, if any woman, if any elementary school student, if any high school student, if any college student, if any university student, if any second, what's the second thing they do? Second degree, second, second doctorate, second. If you're going to university the second time around, if you be in Christ, you are a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all the, are you in Christ? Who are you in Christ? You're no different than what Jesus was, what Jesus is. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So that's why when you get to know Jesus, you get to know who you are once you are born again. Amen. Talking about prophecy, I'm going to read two more passages of Scripture, and then we're going to get ready to pray. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 20. We're talking about prophecy. We're talking about prophets. Let's read about the man of God, Isaiah. I, I, I just like this verse and, and, and put it together with the, the verses we just read. They spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost for this, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So the Holy Ghost, the spirit, the spirit of God, the idea behind it. Isaiah says in verse 20 of chapter 8, to the law and to the testimony. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's, that's the last page, second to last page in your book. Somewhere in the middle in your Bible. Isaiah says, to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word. Someone say this word. Now you know why I had to add this in French. Because this word just it wasn't there in the translation. Uh-oh, oh, something slipped. So to say this word. The nuance was there, it just wasn't clear. If you don't speak this way, well, how am I supposed to speak? Uh, try speaking according to this word. Try speaking according to God's word. Oh, yeah, but my teacher might make it wrong. So, I'll still pass. Amen. Not everything they teach. To some things, you need to make a stand. Amen. Second semester, this would be middle, middle year, I guess, somewhere in between high school. Second semester, we get our report cards or get our marks. Teacher says, get our marks. I know things are marked differently. I don't know how they mark things or they don't mark things, but anyways. Put up my hand. Sir, how come I only got 49 out of 50? That was my mark, second semester. I remember this. Well, I don't know. Let's find out. Oh, well, you had a wrong answer in one of those tests. Oh, you mean when I said God made Adam and Eve, that was wrong? 49 out of 50? That's a good mark. Could have had a 50 if I would have written his. And I told him, I said, well, I said, sir, you taught us three theories. Why is your theory right and my theory wrong? If you want to call them theories, I can just play along. And I said, like I said, I was polite. I wasn't mad. I wasn't angry. Oh, he said, that's not the answer. And I remember to this day, he said, that's not the answer I was looking for. Oh, Okay. I couldn't argue with that. It's his class. He was the teacher. He was looking for a different answer. I got it wrong. 
The answer the world needs today is Jesus Christ. I'm just, I want to pray for the young children in a few minutes, and not so young, I said adults, and even the, even the young ones that, are, that will be in daycare and such, I want to bless them for what they are about to face with courage and such, and, and just giving you some ideas it is written, it is written, it is written. I don't want you to feel insecure when you're handling the Bible. There's no insecurity with God. Amen. I don't want you to be nervous. If God be with you, I'm not nervous. If God be for you, who can be against you? Hallelujah. You may be all alone in that classroom quoting some scripture, but you know what? There'll be some angels. God will open up your eyes and go, oh yeah, look at all the angels. Surrounded. Oh, look at that. I got a teacher. I got 32 kids. And I know some of your teachers, some of the teachers are listening. They're going, oh, man, the classes are overloaded. The classes may be overloaded, but, amen, overwhelmed. But we are not. Hallelujah. We are on God's side which is the good side, the winning side. There's an example I mentioned, and I want to read this before we... Before we change the order, before we pray. I mentioned in Matthew chapter 26, I mentioned this, I want to read it, so we read it as it is. Again, so we know our weapons are not carnal, they are mighty. Hallelujah. If they're not carnal, they're spiritual. Here's an example of a carnal weapon. And I like what Jesus says. Verse 51, Matthew 26, 51. And behold, one of them, one of the disciples, which were with Jesus, stretched out his hand and he drew his sword and he struck a servant, like one of the bad guys. He struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. Or he cut off his ear. Remember, our weapons are not carnal. So Jesus says unto him, put up again thy sword into his place. What do you think that's going to do with, what's, with what is about to take place? What do you think you and your sword is going to do? Don't you know that I cannot now, someone say right now. In, I like in French where it says, in an instant. Amen. Reading from the King James says, well, now he says, I can pray to my father and he shall presently. In French it says instant, instant. Someone say instant. Presently, right now. Give me more than 12 legions of angels. He says, if you keep going your way, the scriptures will not be fulfilled. We're just reading prophecy. Prophecy points to Jesus. A quarter of this book is prophetic. If you have the right spirit, this man, and we believe it's Peter, did not have the right spirit, and he's acting carnally. Jesus says, I can call up some angels, 12 legion, and in the Roman day, this is written in the Roman day, 6,000 men in a Roman legion, 12 times 6, 72,000 angels, yeah, there's just angels. Well, you know what? If you go into, we, we re, go back in the book of Isaiah, this time in chapter 37, and you can read where God sent an angel one night, and the angel went to smoke the camp of the Assyrians, and how many people? 
I need somebody with a mathematic degree to figure this one out. 72,000 angels, one went and he took care of, this is in Isaiah 36, 37, I believe it is. So one angel was able to smote 85,000. So if somebody can do some math, and the number's not important, you'll get the idea, 72,000 angels times 85,000. An angel can do some damage. God before me. God before me. So, and I want you to, you can write this down as well as I get ready to, get ready to pray soon. The devil comes and he wants you to deny who you are. You're a son, you're a daughter. He's going to want you to come to pollute your temple, to corrupt it. Take some this way, take some this way, take some this way. Take some in the flesh, pervert your flesh. Young people, the devil wants to destroy your temple. He wants you, and like I said, the first thing, we got through number one today. Well, we're going to look at more details next week. But the first thing he wants you to deny your assumption, if you be a daughter, if you be a son. The devil wants you to deny. What did Jesus Christ rely on? You can write this down. When Satan will deny, because he's the father of lies, just make it. Satan will deny, I will rely on this, the word of God. Jesus said, I could have had some angels, but you know what? It is written, it is written, it is written. Devil, take your leave. I don't mind angels, but the word of God, I want you to know and understand what's in your hands today. This is the ultimate weapon. Spiritually speaking, this is every, every, whatever page, whatever verse, whatever scripture, whatever you need, your God has supplied. And it's all up to you to get to know the scripture and to be found. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let the high praises of the Lord, you can read this in the last, in the Psalm 149, second to last Psalm. Let the high praises of the Lord be in our mouth with the two-edged sword in our hands. But as we go into the New Testament, it's going to be a spiritual sword of the Spirit. High praises, not some diabolical accusations and some lies being made up. Amen. I want to hear edification. The comfort and the exhorting that the body of Christ needs. Don't play around with what the devil has to use. Blah, blah, on Job, blah, blah, on whatever. We've got scripture. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Nay, in all these things. So young people, um, I'm just looking at the names. I think there's one name that's, there's a couple of names we have on the list, but there's some new names. So whoever the... Um, can you let me know if you, if you remember, like, who wrote, like, were they grandchildren? Like, just write on the board so when I'm praying, I can kind of have, you know, Poppy or Nanny or Granddad in mind or, and, and can you write it right on the board? Because I don't hear what you're saying. In a few minutes, I get ready to pray. And now, now as you're, if you just, um, if you're listening, I'm going to pray for all the young people. We have a list of names, wherever you're listening from, your grandchildren or your great-grandchildren. And if you don't want to admit to that, pray for my great-grandchild. You don't want to admit to your age. Amen. Just say your child, your nephew, your niece, whoever it is, we're going to pray. Praise God. You're blessed, my sister. Yeah, I get to pray for you twice. Amen. Uh, and, and your three brothers as well. Praise God, because they come back. Your names are on my English list as well. And blessed be his holy name. And I want you to, I want you to have this 
understanding of who Jesus is. He is the Word. And you rely on the Word. You do not deny. They'll have you, whatever stories you co they come up with, it's diabolical. The Word of God, Jesus Christ is the Word. It is ever, he, he is everlasting. His Word is everlasting. And I want you to rely on this Word. Thank God for angels. Thank God for all the help God has for us. But we have, we have been given something. Hallelujah. You need the Word of God. First, I'm going to pray that you make this decision. Some young people, maybe you're listening for the first time with your parents or with your grandparents. Well, I welcome you. I want you to confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in your life. Receive him, and you receive the power to become the sons of God. Let's thank God for this teaching. The verses that we read today, as we stand, praise God. Let's give God the, the praise and the glory and the blessing that we have that we have received from, this, from the Holy Ghost today. Thank God for that anointing. My Father in heaven, I thank God for this blessing which we have today to receive your word first. We hear it first. We heard it first from heaven. It was in heaven. It was with you in the beginning, since the beginning. And it is the same today as it is today, praise God. So it was way back in the beginning. And Lord, I thank God for that. Praise God that we are blessed. Thank God for the anointing of your spirit today. We can see how the devil is and who the devil is as he comes against us. Praise God. But we will stand as we rely with full confidence. Undeniable. I thank God today. Immutable. Unmovable. We stand upon what thus saith the Lord today. And I pray this into the heart, this determination into the hearts and minds of every single person listening, every soul listening today. Praise God. We're going to make a difference even in the school system. They're going to try to have us change our ways and society this and whatever else. But I thank God today the way which we have chosen, praise God, is not the way of the transgressor. That's a hard way. But we have chosen the way which leadeth unto life, Jesus Christ. You so love this world, my Father in heaven, God. Father, I thank God today, praise God, that we do have a choice to make, and that is Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank God for that blessing today, praise God. Someone asking for forgiveness, they want this life. That life starts today. It starts with Jesus Christ as they confess Jesus Christ, as they call upon God to have mercy upon them because they are a sinner. They come out of sin. Take them out of sin. Take them out of darkness so that they can stand, that they can walk in your marvelous light today. Praise God. If I'm praying for somebody that's making that decision today, I thank God that that blessing, salvation through Jesus Christ is in them and upon them now in Jesus' name. Praise God. Blessed be his holy name. I thank God, Lord, for the power and the strength that we need to face the devil. Amen. It's a showdown, and what's at stake is my soul. But I thank God today we are equipped. Praise God. Amen. With the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. They are mighty. And I thank God for mighty weapons today. Praise God. Power to become a son, a daughter of God. We have power to stay and remain a son and a daughter of God today. I thank God. And this power is in. Amen. The young people, praise God, as I get ready to pray for them, the power is in every single person listening to us today. We're going to make a difference for your kingdom, Lord. This is my prayer today. I thank God for the message which we have received. I thank God for the anointing, praise God, that breaks the yoke. Praise God. We are not attached to the things of this world nor the things that come from this world. But I thank God today for the revelation which cometh from, from above. It is a blessing to each and every single one of us today. This is my prayer, Lord. And I thank God I give you all the praise, all the glory. 
all the honor as we worship you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Amen. If you ask God for a change in your life, that change is now. Jesus Christ, today. Now is the acceptable time. God's, not, God's been waiting. So he's not going to put, he's not going to put this off. You don't put it off. Choose life today and be blessed by it. Praise God. Let me know that if I prayed for you, if you have questions, we'll answer your questions according to the word of God. Praise God. Now, let's bless the young people. Praise God. I have a list. I have additional names that will show up in front of me. Praise God. So when I get through, um, I'm going to try to make this because I want, I, I do know, I want everybody included. So on my list, and I think on the board, kind of starts in the western provinces. So as we move, and we're going to end up in Newfoundland, um, my sister Gloria and sister Lori can be watching. I don't know if somebody's on YouTube or and Facebook. If we miss the name or if you want a name included, try to get that name in. If not, we'll pray for them during the week or we'll add it to the list of who we're praying for during the years to come. I was, um, and sisters here, there's usually a tenfold blessing that I pray for the children, but today it became 11. The 11th is bad influence. Amen. Out of my sister, my dear sister, who is a mother of four, when I said, this is, this is how I'm going to bless. I'm going to pray that, that our children are protected from sin, from sickness, from disease, from infirmity, from drug, from drug addiction, from alcoholism, from nicotine, from, um, from perversions, from, all, from accidents, and from plagues. That's 10. And today, from now on, we're adding 11th. Bad influence, bad teachings, bad doctrine, if you would. And we're going to pray for teachers as well. I think there's three or four teachers on my list. And like I said, we're going to pray even for the young children. Say, they're not in school. Yeah, well, they'll be heading off into um, daycare. And leaving your front door, my children need protection. So as I name these names and as we stand together, I want you all to stand. Praise God. And my sister, I believe your four sons are on the list. Okay, your, vos enfants sont sur la liste. Alors, on va prier pour vos, vos enfants aussi. Amen. So as we pray for these children, remember, protection, amen, they will not be touched. They will be kept from sin. I want to hear an amen. amen. All your parents, amen. We pray, yeah. The protection from sin, from sickness, from disease, from infirmity, amen, from drug addiction, from alcohol, from nicotine, from perversions, whatever, however that shows up. Amen. From accidents and from plagues. So we got the sickness and the sorrow, whatever they touch. And number 11, bad influence, bad teaching. Our children are protected. Put your hands up and let's pray. And again, I trust I have your names. We're going to pray. Hallelujah. The names which I mentioned, Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I thank God. Sin will not touch. Sickness will not touch. Disease will not touch. Infirmity, our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, nieces and cousins and nephews, and we're protected from drug addiction, from alcoholism, from nicotine, from perversions, from accidents, from all plagues, and bad influence. Lord, right now, I'm going to start with the board. I pray for Paige, Tristan, Maverick, 
that's, yeah, he's, I, I think I have his name. Cabri, is that Kaysen or Carson? Lexi, Karma, Hunter, Brooklyn, Ethan. Now the names I have, I'm still out west. Kira, Joseph, Leaf, I hope I pronounce this right. Andy, I want to know either Rice or Rise, Reese, thank you for the help. Leaf, Reese, and Andy. I pray for Kylie. Is that the Kylie on the board? There's probably only one Kylie. Yeah. I pray for Caden, Aubrey, Jaden, Adi, Tamara, Shakira, Dallas, Norman, Nyla, and our sister Christina and brother Tyler. They have a baby, I think. We just don't know their names. So the child of my brother Tyler and sister Christina, their child. Moving a little closer to the east. Ariana, Ethan, Olivia, Mercedes, Summer, Isaac, because Isaac's been in the meetings. Isaac has some siblings as well, too. Praise God. And my brother Corwin, oh, we got Kevin, McKenna, and Noland. Praying for McKenna and Nolan. No sin, no sickness, no disease, no infirmity, no drug addiction, no alcoholism, no nicotine, no perversions, no accidents, no plagues, or all plague protected from all plagues, no bad influence, bad teachings. Keep our minds, keep our hearts, keep our souls. Praise God. Emma Grace, praying for you. I got Isaac and his siblings. I mentioned that. Amen. Hallelujah. Emma Grace. Praise God. Kenny. Naomi. Amen. Natsis. Where's Alexis? Praying for you again in English this time. Mia and Zoe, who were here earlier. Michael, Anthony, Joshua, Caitlin, Luca, in university, Shiloh. Amen. Sister Gertha's two nieces that she brings with her every once in a while. She has two nieces, so Sister Gertha, her, her uh, nieces, and then my sister, Mikael, Gabriel, Jeremy, and Alexander, your four children. Amen. We're lifting them up unto God. Praise God. Now we're going to go back in Ontario. Adam, Ashley, Maddox. Amen. Like I said, preschool or daycares. Further east, Jackson, Lily. Oh, no, we're still in Ontario. Jackson, Lily, Kaylee. Leo, I don't know if you're working still in school, but I'm praying for you, buddy. Amen. Eva, Eva, or Eva she's back in Quebec. Emily Joy, Vincent. Amen. Going to pray for Kirby, Chesna, and Gardzi as well. Just coming out, just been saved. So are we adding anything to that? That's my list. Praise God. I forgot, or we're adding, is that Carter? Okay, amen. The great nieces, Robin and Grace. Grandchildren this way. Joshua, you get prayed for again. Amen. These are grandchildren from our sister Maxine. Is that Sierra? Caitlin? Luca we got? Hannah? Felix. Okay, Luca, Caitlin, Joshua. Amen. They get a double portion, and they praise God. Every single person, again, in the name of Jesus Christ, protection. I think he's working. Let's pray for Brady. Brady needs our prayers. Amen. Amongst the grandchildren and children and and, and his cousins. We're praying for Brady for all his cousins that we don't have mentioned because he's got some cousins. 
in school or college or university. Now, no sin in Jesus' name. No sickness in the name of Jesus Christ. All these names that we have mentioned, I thank God today, praise God. There is no disease, no infirmity in the name of Jesus. No drug addiction, no alcohol, no nicotine, no perversions, no accidents. Protect them from all plagues and sickness and whatever is floating around in the airs and the bad influence that this culture wants our children to believe in Jesus' name. Praise God. Whoever else, Lord, that I have overlooked. Okay, great nieces, Riley and Liam. Riley and Liam, protect them. Give them a love for their words in Jesus' name. They don't, these, some of these children don't hear the preaching every day, but that's all right. They've got a holy mom, a holy dad, a holy uncle, a holy aunt, a holy great aunt, a holy um, uh, great grandfather, great grandmother. I thank God there's somebody praying for them, and some good is going to come from this in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for Sister, Sister, hang on for a sec. As a sister, her children and her grandchildren, we visit Sister Gregoire. She's always saying, pray for my children, pray for my grandchildren and great-grandchildren. So we pray for that family as well. In Jesus' name, praise God. Hallelujah. So cousins related to this, praise God. More names. Okay, Marlena. Okay, that Marlena, she's a couple years old, from Sister Rosa. Yes, praying for Marlena. Praise God. I thank God for that. Amen for that blessing. And when I prayed for Olivia and, and Ethan and Olivia, they have a cousin too from, from Ian's sister. From, they've got a couple of cousins. So praying for the cousins. Lord, in Jesus' name, you know beyond the capacity of our list in Jesus' name. Now I pray for the teachers. They need an anointing in that classroom. We don't need classrooms to be disrupted. We need a good um, curriculum to be presented. I'm going to pray for my brother Benny. I pray for Sister Carrie Lynn. I pray for, uh, for Melissa. Amen. Teaching adults and teaching students. And all the teachers and the homeschooled students, the same thing goes, amen, to them. In Jesus' name, praise God. Whatever is coming against our children today, we stand against it. We withstand against it. And I thank God they are victorious as far as, far as me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Praise God. That's what you confess, uncle, aunt, great uncle, great aunt, mom and dad, grandpa, grandma, as far as me and my house and all these children that we mentioned. Praise God. Your nieces, Ariel and Lexi, amen. Nieces are being prayed for in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Being blessed today because of a holy aunt in Jesus' name. Praise God. May as well pray for your two brothers as well, Jeremy. Amen. <laughs> Jeremy and Samuel. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Kajay, that's who, yeah, the, Ethan's cousin, Kajay. Pray for, amen. All right, let's pray for mom and dad. Pray for one another is what the Bible says. But especially now, Lord, these names that we've mentioned, if we overlook the name in Jesus' name, know who they are. And I thank God as we ask this desire that there be protection, that there be, uh, that there be a, no, 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 we're not nervous, we're not doubtful, we're not fearful in Jesus' name. As they get on the school bus, 
they're protected. As they walk to school, they're protected. In the playground, in the gymnasium, in the classroom, they are protected in Jesus' name. This is my prayer, and I give you all the praise, and I give you all the glory for it. In Jesus' name I pray, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're going to be an addendum. Praise God. Eric, Melanie, Jason, and Corrine. Hallelujah. And Teresa. Amen. Hallelujah. So now we're, now we're just praying for all the kids. Praise God. Amen. Outside of school. Praise God. Amen. Olivier and Ver, uh, Ver, Ver, his, wife, his, his wife is Ver, Veronic. Valeria. Praying for Oliver and Valeria. Pray for Candid as well. I'm going to pray for some expectants. Some of you are carrying. So our prayers, amen, are going to move prophetically into the future. What's in the womb is going to come out serving God. Praise God. Come out, praise God, of a holy mom and holy dad. Amen. May these moms be blessed. Praise God. I know of two anyways that I'm praying for. May, may they be blessed. Praise God. As we bring children into this world. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank God that we can ask. We can pray. We can look towards you were from whence cometh our help, because our help comes from you, our help comes from the Lord. And I thank God today, praise God, for this blessing to bless, praise God, the young men, the young women, the children, praise God, the teenagers, university students, college students, even if you're attending adult classes. I thank God today, praise God. Victory belongs to you in Jesus' name, praise God. Whatever comes your way, listen, I'm going to close with this. Whatever comes your way, this is what you need to say. Nay, in all these things... I am more than a conqueror through, through him who has loved us. God loves us, loved this world. He sent Jesus Christ. That's the love of God, Jesus Christ in your life. So get ready to stand, get ready to withstand, but be ready to be victorious. Remember, you're not the loser, you are the victor. You're not the victim, you're not going to be victimized. You're victorious through Jesus Christ. Nay, in all these things, we are more, or personalize it. In all these things, I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Praise God. My name is Lincoln. Thank you so much for listening to That's the Truth. If you can remember these names to the best of your ability, pray for them. They need our prayers. This is the next generation. Praise God. And as we pray for one another and as you fast, amen, be blessed. Praise God. Just to be able to present these names unto God. Hallelujah. Until Jesus comes. Do that. Praise God. And we're going to add... Monica, praise God. We're adding Anna and Allie and Monica, but we're going to pray, praise God. I'll repeat this since the list is as good as it's going to get for today, praise God. No sin, no sickness, no infirmity, no disease, no drug addiction, no alcoholism, no nicotine, no perversions, no accidents, all plagues, and any bad influence in the name of Jesus. Our children, our nieces, our grandchildren, our cousins, whoever we pray for, these names, we are protected in Jesus' name. Praise God. And we add Alana and Kia to that list as well. Hallelujah. Until the next time, be blessed. My name is Lincoln. I love you all. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Let's give God and Jesus all the praise and all the glory. Until the next time, amen. 
Well, I trust the word of God has blessed you today. God has given us a generous portion of our daily bread. All the glory be unto God. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Remember, you can see the video and audio files of this teaching on our YouTube channel, That's the Truth, as well as our Facebook page, Link with God. Please share these links with your friends and family so that they too can be blessed. This is how you can help me preach the gospel of Christ, salvation for this generation. Stay tuned. There's a lot more of the word of God coming right up. My name is Lincoln, and you're listening to That's the Truth.